Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, the midweek show. And today we have an episode with maybe the hottest summer topic we'll have. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you guys very much for joining us today. We are excited to have you listening. This is brought to you by DraftKings. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. In California, we have Trevor and behind the desk, producer BBD. We just wrapped up an interview with Trevor Story. That's what this episode is going to be about. We're excited. The midweek episode, you know, we said it's going to be voicemails. It's going to be we each get one topic. It's going to be interviews sometimes. This week, it's an interview. And uh, it was a big one, like I said in the intro. I, I think his trade destination or trade deal might be the biggest story of the summer. And uh, I'm excited to get there. We asked him about that a little bit, so you'll hear it. Jake, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. We, uh, you know, there's obviously a couple obvious questions we kind of had to throw out. Uh, Trevor, we'll call him Trevor number one. Um, Trevor number one's way. Uh, and we did that, and he he was great, man. I mean, he, uh, you know, it, we we got the silly side going. Uh, man, basically a Chili's ad in the middle that had everyone everyone laughing pretty hard. But it it was great, man. And dude, go if you're not as familiar with Trevor Story, like check out the baseball ref because <laughs> this dude's special, special. Trevor, how did it feel to have another Trevor on the show? Mm-hmm. It's great. It doesn't bother me at all, especially a, a stud like that. I mean, you guys brought up a lot of interesting facts about the height and weight and the athleticism. And then what I we were talking about this before we started recording this intro right here. I think if you're a GM or an owner and you listen to this interview, you are going to want this guy on your freaking team and you're going to be backing up the Brinks truck to get him. I love his demeanor. I love the way he kind of views himself. I love the way he views the game of baseball. I think everything you could want in a leader for your team, it seems to me like he has that in spades. So, I mean, it opened my eyes to just kind of like the kind of person and player he is. Yeah. So good for us. We did a great job. Thank you, us. Yeah, and thank you for some patrons that wrote in questions. Let's get straight to the interview. It's brought to you by Manscaped. Wow. You got Bush? Mm. Feeling grizzly? Mm. Yeah, trim it up. They got the new Lawnmower 4.0, waterproof cordless body trimmer, a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. Uh, with the perfect package or performance package purchase, you get two free gifts the Shed Travel Bag, and the patented high-performance reduced shaving Manscaped boxers. Those are actually really, really comfortable. You guys wear them on the yeah. rig. You stole all mine. I do. They're in the mix. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code TALKIN at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TALKIN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code TALKIN. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Baseball. We are joined by, we normally have a Trevor, we normally have a story. Today we have Trevor Story, shortstop for your Colorado Rockies. Trevor, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Just hanging out. Uh, thought I'd hop on here with you guys and talk some baseball. 
I love hell, it. Hell yes. Yeah, we got uh, Ploof is Trevor, and Jake's last name is Story Alley. He thinks his family told stories in alleys, and that's kind of where it landed. So, happened. yeah, Jake's story. I didn't realize we had a combination yeah. of names here. That's awesome. I I one time got invited on a Rockies podcast, and my internet name when we were just getting started was Jake's story. And they were like, so any chance you're related? And I was like, oh, no. No, I no. no, no. Different gifts. <laughs> Different <laughs> gifts athletically. Um, how you doing, man? What's good? Doing good, man. Um, <clears throat> got rained out last night, so um, taking it easy this morning. We got a doubleheader tomorrow, but um, yeah, man, trying to battle this Denver weather. How much does a double off doubleheader cancel the double off day? <laughs> it does, man. It's uh, <clears throat> it's just tough because you're you're not expecting it, right? So. Like you can kind of plan for an off day and do, you know, kind of set up what you want to do. But when that surprise off night hits you, uh, kind of throws you, throws you for a loop a little bit. Is there, is there a normal off day routine? Like, you know, you're usually not jumping on a podcast and, and chatting with us, but we'll do it. If you want to yeah. just fill that in all your off days, we're ready for you. <laughs> is there usually a routine? Do you go see the sites, check out cities, try new restaurants? Is there, or are you just kind of, you know, gaming in the hotel all day? You know, usually, uh, you know, in a normal world, um, love to go to the movies, man. That's like my mm. thing. On an off day, me and my wife go to the movies. Um, you know, it doesn't really matter if it's a movie we want to see or not, but we'll check that out and um, usually get a nice dinner somewhere, whether we uh, go to a steakhouse or get something, bring it back home. <laughs> Is there like a genre battle between you and the missus? Like my wife loves horror and and like slapstick comedy, and I'm like want to dive into a nice drama or a thriller or something. Do you guys uh, enjoy the same genre? Yeah, yeah. She's easy, man. She uh, she goes for everything. Um, it's my pick pretty much every time. Uh, we're both kind of just going for the popcorn and maybe a, a little coke on the side, but <clears throat> that's that's mainly the uh, the gig for us. Is it is it just popcorn? Or are we doing sweets? Because my movie theater snack is red vines. I'm I'm kind of a boomer, so I like the old school candy like that. Red vines is mine. Do you have another treat besides the popcorn? Dude, I've been on the. So I love chocolate. Love dark chocolate. <clears throat> um, been on these like acai blueberry um, okay. little things, but dude, those are those have been our okay. go to for the movies. We'll. Uh, kind of sneak them in but um <laughs> yeah that's that's my go-to for sure i love it i'm just remembering that i made a video now i didn't have i just remember this now i'm looking at two trevors in front of me i made a video i don't know if you saw it or not on all the trevors that are currently in baseball you're the only hitter uh with the first name trevor every other trevor in baseball since plouffe retired is a pitcher there's like 15 of those versus you i made a video on on you versus them and all the Trevors on the mound kind of get the best of you in your career. Did, are you aware of this? Mm. Sorry to do this from the wow. start. I just Jeez. just remember, like, the Trevor pitchers really come at you yeah. hard when you're in the box. Dude, yeah, it's serious. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly didn't know until I saw your video like that. And I was like, man, I, I, I need to step it up against these guys. But, um, yeah, dude, I guess they get the best of me. Um, I know – Bauer has so far. Um, and like you said, there's 15 other Trevors, but man, it's been, it's been rough for, 
for Trevor's story against the other Trevors. <laughs> Damn, man. You had to go there? I just got remembered. What I mean, the he's hell, the I'm man. ruined for him. I mean, Trev Bloof shouldn't have retired. He's the lone yeah. uh, position player Trevor right now. Get it loose, please. I, I I doubt I was any better against the Trevors. I remember Bauer always had my number. I'd, I'd always get to like a good hitter's count against him, and then he'd spin some stupid cutter up there, and I'd pop it up or something like that. It's about yeah. how my bats went against him. And, uh, you left me out, man. You left me out to dry. I'm the last one, <laughs> last position player standing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm not making a comeback. I, I was terrible when I played, and I'm very terrible now. Can I wait? We, we're talking bad now. I want to. I want to pump you up a Let's little go bit. Up. Let me go up. We're going up. Okay. This is our first question about baseball. And yes, I have my batting gloves on right now. <laughs> Notice that. <laughs> you got me. You, I did not. You got me that. fired up when you came on. I got fired up. I want to ask you. You you come up, you make your debut in two thousand. What was it? Sixteen. What the hell was going on in your head during the first week of your big league career? Nine for twenty-seven, seven homers. Homer in the, each of the first four games. Like, what kind of confidence does that build? I remember my debut. It didn't feel like that at all. Like, <laughs> what did you think that this was just going to continue for the rest of your career? And it kind of has. <laughs> like, did you just find that confidence and and kept it? Um, that, you know, that definitely boosted my confidence, you know, um, coming into that spring, I felt like, you know, I felt like I was ready and I knew I could play there and, you know, I was battling for the spot in spring and had a really good spring. So that helped me too. I kind of just rode that good feeling into the start of the season and, um, yeah, opened up in Arizona and, you know, the two homers on opening night, I was like, I was just so <laughs> like caught off guard, man, you know, like I hit, you know, I hit home runs in the minor leagues, but you know, I think I hit 20 a couple times, two different years, but, um, you know, I was always hitting doubles and like line drives is my game. And, um, you know, you always hear about, you know, you're going to, those doubles will turn into home runs. And I, I guess that's what happened, man, because that first week I was just really, uh, you know, I, I was very confident in myself, obviously, but I was like, I don't know. Like, there's no way I can keep this pace up. This is, <laughs> you know, I had, I think I had a good perspective on it at the time. And I remember thinking, you know, being with my wife and my family, I was like, I remember kind of stepping back and be like, you know, this is, I think this is pretty special. So we need to kind of <laughs> soak this in a little bit. That's good. Man. It was special. My goodness. Floof, your I don't think your debut felt like that because your first seven games you went three for twenty three. So I, I think that's why the emotion felt mm. a little different. Um, and mm. hey, still better than my debut. Uh, well, we're waiting on that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> Trevor, I want I want to talk to you, man, because I'm a uh, I lived in Denver for like three years, loved it out there, man. Uh, the course field experience is one of the best. You got the mountains in the background. There's the bars in right field. I love it. And it's it's a passionate sports town, you know. Uh, they love their ponies. I mean, the Broncos kind of rule it, but rocks, abs, nuggets, they're still in the blender there, and everybody loves them. Um, I, you know, our midweek episodes, we normally do recaps of the series on the bookends, and then midweeks we kind of find some topics. I get passionate about the Rockies, man. I I, I loved it out there, and I, I think there's some fun to be had um, with the Coors effect, and we're still learning about it and it evolves over time. So I kind of wanted to hear your whole experience with that because, I mean, I can sit here and talk and say, like, oh, you know, they – 
when they go on the road, fastballs actually look different. But, like, what was your actual experience with that, and how, how has that changed through the years? Yeah, man, it's been uh, – you know, I, I think the biggest thing that I can say to that is – just the way your body recovers and the way you feel on a daily basis, I think is the, where the biggest jump comes from. Um, you know, obviously being at home, um, you know, in Denver, the elevation, you got to hydrate like crazy, man. And Hey, and speaking of being hydrated, go to drinkhydrant.com slash baseball or enter our promo code baseball at checkout for 20% off your first order or you can subscribe and save 30 percent off your first subscription order i love that football chart that 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 college coach did at one point where he had you know right over the urinals mm. he had the color of your pee and if it was too dark it just said bad teammate yeah that's kind of like, i kind of yep. think of that but not bad teammate. i just think like bad person like i'm not taking care of myself Jake and I are super into drinking a lot of water and peeing mm-hmm. all the time and staying hydrated. They sent us over this stuff. Trev, you got a package as well. It's a uh, you know, little package. You pour them into the water, makes your water taste good, rehydrates you. I'm hydrated as hell right now. Oh, yeah, pee right now. Mm. Yeah. I don't think hell is that hydrated. You never been, Trev, and you never will be. We will be. Yeah. You're just so nice. Thank you. So um, It's actually their number one sale down there is hydration. <laughs> it's so hot. Yes. Hydrant is a refreshing drink mix powder made with four key electrolytes, sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc. It's made with real fruit juice powder and no artificial sweeteners or synthetic colors. Yes. No nonsense. All science. They also have Hydrant Sleep, and it's a new new bedtime mix carefully formulated to promote restful sleep and hydration. Hydrant Sleep includes melatonin, magnesium, L-theanine, GABA, and chamomile. To promote restful, high-quality sleep. Plus, it's backed by a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't love it, send it back for a full refund. So we've got a special deal for our listeners to save 20% off your first order or subscribe and save 30% off your first subscription order. Go to drinkhydrant.com slash baseball or enter a promo code baseball at checkout. That's D-R-I-N-K-H-Y-D-R-A-N-T dot com slash baseball. Enter promo code baseball for 20% off your first order back to the interview. You got to hydrate like crazy, man. And if you don't like all these soft tissue things will pop up and, you know, just a lot of injuries and soreness pops up. If you're really not taking care of yourself and, you know, eating the right things, drinking a ton of water, that's like my, my biggest thing dude, is trying to be as hydrated as I can. And, um, you know, going, going from the road to, to back home, you know, it's kind of just playing that battle, you know, with your body, you know, on the road, you feel really good. Um, you know, you wake up, you don't feel as achy or as sore from the game before and at home. It's, it's the opposite, you know, mm. um, you feel every, every slide or every dive that you make. And, you know, I think as far as, you know, the way the balls act out of the pitcher's hand, uh, in my experience, it's been, you know, I think like the elite guys, they're they're always elite. They're always, you know, spinning. Everything's going to be going to act the same in my eyes, just from my experience. And I think maybe um, if it's kind of a sloppier slider or a slider that is not spinning at the rate of, of an elite pitcher, then it might stay up or it might back up, you know, work work back towards me a little bit. Um, so that's that's the best way I describe it. And I think... <laughs> 
um, just more so the, the way your body feels at home as opposed to on the road is the biggest thing. You know, we, we talk about the Coors effects and usually people say, you know, oh, he's benefiting from playing at Coors all this time. But when I started to read articles about it and doing this podcast, we, we do that a ton. Uh, it's it's got to be crazy to have that experience at home where you're saying, you know, a lot of these sliders will back up or they're not going to break as much. And then you go on the road and it's completely different. And those sliders are going to bite and they are going to act like they're supposed to act. Like I got to imagine that's difficult to make that adjustment, um, you know, on day one on the road or day two on the road. Do you guys have, do you guys game plan for that? Like pregame, are you, getting the the machine out there and spinning breaking balls to to prepare for that yeah that's exactly what we do we um on the road you try to get a lot more machine work in um in the cage whether it's in the cage or, or out on the field obviously out on the field would be more ideal but um yeah just just you know you for me, I, I don't even swing at it all the time either. You know, yes, I'll yes. get in there and I'll see the breaker, uh, just track it with my eyes and, you know, try to just feel, feel, get overall feel of how that pitch is moving, you know, whether in San Diego or LA, um, mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. it's a little different and, uh, just play kind of play games with myself, you know, try to try to see the breaker up with the one that I want to swing at. And then, um, you know, have our coaches kind of move it, down to where the one that is just down the one I want to take and kind of just play that game in my mind and, you know, kind of give a verbal on like a yes that I want to, t- I want to swing at that one or a no. And that, so that, I think that has been the thing. And I, and I've just started doing that everywhere we go now. So um, that I can kind of, cause it's just good practice for me being able to swing at the pitches I want to swing at. Yeah. We, we, Dahl, Dahl came on last year and he told us a little bit about that. And, as we've gone, I think the baseball world is starting to rid themselves of just that narrative of like, oh, the, you know, the road numbers are worth more or the home numbers are worth less at, at Colorado and, and meet like meet in the middle. And it's like, oh, it actually makes hitting on the road harder than it makes hitting at home easier, which is awesome. And I think with a bunch of Rockies players, LeMahieu and now Nolan leaving and performing. Does that like when, when you see people saying that when DJ leaves and they're like, Oh, well he just benefited. Are you just laughing? And like that dude will hit anywhere. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. More than anybody. I think DJ is the guy, you know, I was, I was looking forward to seeing, you know, what he, what he's going to do just cause I knew, you know, I, I know what the kind of hitter he is and it doesn't matter where you're at, man, you know, hitters are going to hit and, you know, they're going to find ways to get their knocks and, and drive the ball. So, and I mean, you see what DJ has done in New York, you know, the past couple of years is it's been amazing, man. And, you know, more damage than he did, did at Coors, I think. He's liking that short porch. He popped, yeah. he popped two the other day uh, <laughs> off of Patrick Corbin. We were joking. Jake, uh, Jake's sister actually ran into a theory yeah. that she thinks DJ doesn't like playing first base that much because too many people try to talk to him. So you shared an infield with him. How how often? How many words do you think you're getting out of him during the course of a game? Oh, dude. <laughs> I mean, you're getting five, maybe. You know, and it's probably just you know all of those are communication type things that we have to talk about. <laughs> so 
I mean, that prediction about him playing first might not be too far off. It was uh, my sister. I mean, it sucks. I've been we've kind of been at this for three years now, and my sister just casually texts me one day, and she's like, "Pretty sure DJ hates first because people try to talk to him." And I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> An- analytics be damned. She's got it. Yeah. Um, who? who uh, you know, we have to mix in our Yankees bias a little bit. We've we've seen oh, an influx of Rockies come in the past couple years. We've seen Otto, uh, DJ, Canely, Canely, uh, Tulo, uh, Tulo came through. Are, are you? Uh, are do I, are any of those guys? Were they your dudes on the team? Or are you stay in touch with any of those guys? For sure. Yeah, DJ is one of my close friends. Uh, stay in touch with him all the time. Ottavino, um, we keep up with each other. Um, I know we had a little uh, text exchange when we came through there, and I think it was 19, and um, we got to face each other, so that was fun. And uh, yeah, man, you get close to these guys, especially you know we all kind of grew up in that that rocky system. But um, yeah, DJ and uh, DJ and Otto for sure. Can you f- and Talkman, Talkman as well. Oh too. yeah, Mikey T, yeah. Mikey T. Talk he was. was uh, we kind of we kind of came up going, you know, grew up in the minor leagues together, played like three or four different stops together, and uh, so that was cool to see the success that he had, man. And you know, I think he's got a pretty good opportunity in San Fran right now too. Yeah, man, Mike Mikey T was a lot of fun with the Yankees. He kind of had a weird shoulder thing last year, but man, when that when that guy's been healthy, he he was a ton of fun, and I think he might do big things in San Fran. We've seen a lot of guys kind of renaissance over there. Um, could you do you have any cheese uh, on any of those guys? I mean, we we can feed it to our Yankees fans a little bit. Obviously, they always want anything on DJ. I think behind the scenes, all we have is like he's you know obviously a crazy competitor. I think peak pandemic he was like he made a hockey net in his living room and he was just ripping shots yeah, or like something shitty, like, uh, like so if, if, if you got anything like that we're more than open to it yeah i mean yeah those are it man he's uh <laughs> he's the michigan guy you know he's uh he loves hockey you know he's like out there freaking uh you know <laughs> playing pickup hockey games and doing you know doing his thing just trying to find ways to compete i guess and uh yeah man he's he's really similar to the guy that you see on the field (laughs) you know just very (laughs) very quiet very stoic um you know just just you know has that quiet intensity about him too which is uh which is pretty sweet and um you know he loves hoops too he loves basketball he can he can play some hoops man don't you know uh he's to see that Sneaky athletic out there. So we've, we've had some good, uh, you know, shooting battles, you know, at his house. And, um, but yeah, man, he's, he's very similar to the person that you see on the field. I love it. We, we got some stats here on you. We got a, a little spreadsheet comparing you and Adrian Peterson. So <laughs> this, this is, you both the same height, same weight, same vertical jump, wow. same 10 yard sprint. So, you know, our notes just say built like an NFL running back. <laughs> is this something you're aware of, you take pride in? And the second part of the question that, that Trev stumbled into is grew up in Texas, built like a running back. Mm. You quit the high school football team or stopped playing football to pursue baseball, I'm guessing. How did the, did the coach, did the boosters, did you get chased down? Like, was that like a big deal in town? 
<laughs> so a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I liked football. Um, I can't say I loved it, you know, cause I didn't like getting hit, man. It was like, it was just so uh, taxing, I guess, you know, it's, it's obvious that that's the, the most physical sport, but um, you know, I loved like trying to make people miss, you know, in the open field and doing that thing. And I, Honestly, I wanted to be a, uh, I wanted to be a wide receiver or, or a running back, but, um, you know, our, our high school coaches knew that I had a good arm, so they would always kind of force me to play quarterback. And I was, you know, I, I didn't love that. You know, I like throwing the ball, but I liked getting out and trying to like use my athleticism and make people miss and make sick catches and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I, I, I kind of called my own shot in, in sophomore year and it was a quarterback keeper and dude, the, the pass protection got mixed up and they thought it was a pass and I'm, I'm running it. And I just oh. get, just get like pulverized straight into the ground and I break my collarbone. Oh, shit. After that, dude, I was like, that's it. You know, <laughs> I'm going to a straight baseball now. And that's a good choice. You know, worked out pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, I did. God. All right. So, I yeah, got, I, I, we're kind of mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this is, this question's for me and only me. So, like, everyone I have else, to ask you tune this. out. All right. Get out of here, everybody else. You've been a shortstop your entire life, right? Yep. How much, how much pride do you take in, in being able to stay at that position? Is that you know everybody who is good at baseball plays shortstop as long as they can. You play shortstop until you can't play it anymore, and you've been able to do it um, your entire career. How much? How much pride do you take in that? A lot, man. It's uh, you know, shortstop is a is a very demanding position. Uh, you know, as you know, and I do take a lot of pride in, a lot of pride in, it, especially defensively. Um, yeah, I think. A lot of teams, you know, the good teams have have a really good uh, shortstop, defensive shortstop. And I feel like, um, you know, that's something that I put a lot of work into. Um, and it, it's really all about the fundamentals, man. And it's something that I want to do for a long time. As long as I play, I want to play shortstop, you know. And, um, you know, that there's a lot of people that help me with that. My, my trainers, um, you know. The people helping me getting the, the right food in my body so that I can have longevity here. Um, yeah, it's, it's certainly something that I do take a lot of pride in. And, um, you know, shortstop is, is supposed to be the, the kind of the captain at the infield. And so yes. I, I do take a lot of pride of that for sure. Okay. Following that up, what do you feel about the shift? How do you feel about the shift when you have to move out of your position and kind of they're telling you where to play because that's where the ball is going to be hit. Do you like that? Or are you like a Francisco Lindor who's like, man, I just want to play short so I can go make a play. Yeah. You know, I, I'm kind of in both sides of that. You know, I really obviously love staying around the shortstop area. Um, Cause that's where, you know, all my instincts are, you know, I like to, I really like to use my instincts and just kind of, feel where a hitter is going to hit the ball and, mm -hmm. and kind of just go off of that. But, um, you know, I understand that if it's a big lefty and 
you know, this guy's pulling the ball at a crazy rate on the ground, then, you know, it kind of makes sense to go over there. And, you know, from an offensive standpoint, obviously it's not great. <laughs> you, know, you don't, you don't love it as a hitter, but um, yeah, man, as a, as a defensive shortstop, I try, you know, I don't want to be ignorant to the numbers that are so blatant in your face that this is where you should play or have more guys over on this side. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, obviously it hurts offense a lot. Yeah. Well, your spray chart is all over the place. Like, I would guess you don't get shifted a lot. I was, I was wondering if you ever like stepped in the box and the team did a, a weird shift on you. Like, does it, do you laugh at them or does it get in your head a little? And you're like, wait, what do they know? <laughs> no, I definitely try to notice it. You know, sometimes you just, you're pretty locked in and you don't notice where the, you know, where the infielders are playing you, but it's been about the same for me the past two years. The second baseman pretty much goes right behind second base. And dude, there's been countless times I've just hit like a bullet up the middle and he's just chilling right there and gets me out. But there's a lot of times too where, you know, I've tried to, I, I literally just try to hit the ball to second, where the second base would be playing, you know, like straight up second base. I've got some cheap hits like that, you know, just like some, you know, 20 hoppers through right where second base would be playing. So, you know, you, it took some time for me to try to learn how to do that, but it's something that, um, you know, with today's game and the, you know, the talent of these pitchers, sometimes you just got to try to take that. Mm, I love that. I love that you do that, man. That's, that's a hitter. You're a baseball player. And a lot of times now we're, we're only gauging guys on, you know, extra base hits and, you know, obviously you want to hit the ball hard. So exit velo is very important, but there are some times like you just said, you got to buckle down and try to punch one to second base when nobody's there. You got to get the job done. And I think a, a lot of times people, you know, especially fans who are very analytically driven, forget that part of the game. And I love, you know, you're a slugger, dude. I love to hear you say, sometimes you're just trying to do something for the team, hit one to second base. I love that. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's tough because you got to take your pride out of it, right? And so it's like, mm -hmm. obviously, I identify, you know, myself and I want to be a slugger, but, you know, I try to think of myself as a hitter first. And I think Chuck Nasty's taught me a lot about mm -hmm. that you know, since coming up and kind of growing in the big leagues, he's taught me a lot. And, uh, you know, he's really good at that too. So, yeah. I want to, I want to jump back cause I, I found it really relatable cause uh, you know, the high school football coaches also begged me to play quarterback and I was just like, no, I can't do it coach. Like I got, I got baseball. Uh, no, five seven. They didn't want me back there. But your mom wouldn't allow you to play football. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. She was afraid I would get hurt. Um, thanks, mom. She was kind of right. She um, knew you would get hurt. She was kind of right. Uh, no, I actually Ploofy mentioned it. Mentioned a name before that. You know, I, I'm sure you heard a lot about Frankie Lindor. He went over to the Mets. He was, you know, this shortstop free agency class that uh, you know I'm sure you've heard enough about. He, uh, you know, he goes over to the Mets, he gets the payday. Uh, do you, you know, do you just send a, get the article and send a link to the Rockies front office and say like, Hey, you know, do you guys see this? Or, um, you know what I genuine, I know it's kind of a, a weird question to a degree, but like, does that, do you see that? And you're like, you're excited. You're obviously excited for Frankie, but I mean that, you know, that means something to you too. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, first off, 
excited for Frankie for sure. Cause you know, he deserves every bit of that. And, um, you know, we've gotten to know him a little bit, just, just talking to him and talking, talking shop, talking baseball. So that's been cool. And it's been cool to kind of get to know him a little bit through that. And, um, so super pumped for him for that, but yeah, man, it's, uh, it's always good. Um, you know, given kind of both our circumstances kind of, you know, we're running through this thing at the same time and, um, you know, we have a similar type, uh, you know, career that, that we've, that we've put together these last five years. And, um, so obviously, yeah, you know, I look at that and it gets me excited for sure. <laughs> yes. Good. Are, are you paying attention like to, to the, you know, obviously there's tons of trade rumors and trade talk and everything. Do you, are you interested? Do you keep in, keep in touch? Are you, are you asking uh, the Rockies like, hey, if you're in talks, please let me know? Or would you rather just like put the do not disturb sign up and, and let me know when and where I need to be? Yeah, I just put the blinders on, man. That's I really tried. You know, we knew that this could be a possibility coming into the season. And, um, you know, we're, we're really just trying to make our goal be as present as we can each day. I know it sounds pretty cliche, but, uh, you know, I get – today I'm playing baseball and today I want to try to be the best that I can. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, I can't control, you know, any of that stuff. Um, if I, if I do get traded, you know, then we'll deal with it then. But, um, it is, it is certainly something that I put the do not disturb on and, uh, pretty much just told my, my agent, Hey, if, uh, you know, I don't want to hear any rumblings or any, any type of, uh, you know, gossip, uh, you know, if, if something's happening, something's going down, let me know. And then, uh, you know, we'll go from there, but I don't want to hear anything other than, uh, if something's happening. They're gonna have a tall task, yeah. I think in uh, July, <laughs> we need to get some big blinders. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. not a cliche answer. That's the right yeah. answer. I mean, you're being truthful. You're, you're focusing on your job because guess what? You focusing on your job for the last six years has put you in the position. So, don't worry about being cliche with that one. That's, yeah, that's the exactly. right answer. Yeah. Appreciate that. What's uh, I, I mentioned before I'm a Denver guy. What's uh, what's your Denver spots? I mean, we're heading out there for the all-star game. I lived, uh, I was kind of over by the mall country club area for a little bit, YouTube money, whatever. Um, what, where, where's uh, where, where are your spots? Yeah, man. Same spots. Um, okay down here at cherry creek um you know we love matsuhisa yeah Ooh. or some sushi that's really good okay um, similar to a nobu type restaurant um you know the the true foods the flower child the, the healthy go-to's yeah. there they're all really close right here um so yeah man those are other than that we you know chef tyler at the field kind of kills it so there's not many meals i have outside of that but those are those are probably the three that we go to. Have you given up on chilies? Because I did do a deep dive into your social, and about a <laughs> week before you made your historic debut, you took your now wife, yeah, for your five year anniversary to Chili's. Are, is Chili's out the window now? Are we done with it? <laughs> ones. She's over here laughing at me. Man. Um, <laughs> you know, it's been a while. I can't lie; it's been a while <laughs> since we had some Chili's in our life, but. Uh, we love it, man. Maybe <laughs> we tonight. Gotta, maybe tonight. <laughs> Split yeah, an app sampler. Have a good time. Yeah. Used to be mine and Jake's college dates. <laughs> yeah. 
we grew up on it, man. So <laughs> we, you know, it's one of those nostalgia things for us. And, uh, but it's been, wow, can't lie. One time in college, the local Chili's put out like, uh, we're going to have a foosball competition. And the, <laughs> the, the winning team gets a free meal. And, and Jake and I had a foosball table in our college house, and we were like, oh, my God, dude, finally we get to prove our skill set here. And we rolled up to the Chili's ready to take on all the locals in foosball, and we were the only two people that showed up. So no one else showed up, so we looked at the manager, and we're like, dude, like you got to give us a free meal. Like We won, and we did, and that was probably yeah. the most pathetic night of our college life. Yeah. Uh, That's awesome. Didn't even have drinks, didn't even get to play a game. Yeah. Got a free, like, app Sam. Uh, not a ton of sex that night for us. Um, <laughs> I got I got one more thing. We do uh, our Patreon people that help us out. We they they submitted some questions, so we'll get to those in a minute. Um, I had a question. You know, we talked. You talked about maintaining your body, and it all ties into you know being able to keep up at shortstop and all that. You led the NL in steals last year. I mean, is that uh, with with time in the league? I mean, have you? figured out some more tips, tricks, and codes? Because, you you know, if you got the same speed, is it just knowing pitchers better and some different scouting reports? Or what uh, What ties into that? Yeah, experience is huge with steel bases. And I think once I kind of embraced the the mindset of of being aggressive and not, not caring if I get thrown out, that's when um, I think it kind of took off for me because you can't have any type of – timidness you know when you're when it comes to stealing bases because you you know you just talk yourself into not going or or we're getting a bad jump and um obviously every offseason my goal you know one of the goals is to get faster get quicker first step you know all that things all those things being more efficient that way and i think those have helped too and uh you know credit credit to my trainer um back home so um experience is huge no doubt and um yeah you know, there's a lot of patterns out there that are that are there for the taking, and um, you just gotta kind of got do your homework on it. Yeah, I mean, in September, September sixth through eighth last year, you stole four bags in three consecutive games. How many? How many of those were like in a row? Like every time you got on base, you were just stealing. Should have checked before I looked at it, but it looks like <laughs> yeah. looks like. I mean, you stole four in three games. How many times did you were you on base and you didn't steal in that stretch? You had to be wait four each game. No, no, he stole two the first game, and then the next game he stole one. Next game he stole okay. one. But I'm saying it's not like you were on base after every single at bat, or maybe you were, and you're having just a hell of a time out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it was. I don't think it was consecutively, but um, I think it just kind of lined up to where uh, you know you you kind of identify the guys. You identify your guys that you're going to take a chance on, and um, those guys kind of lined up perfectly for me. And um, I was, I was no hesitation, man. It was time to go. Love that. I love looking at uh, uh, splits and and uh, first pitch swingers and stuff like that. We we had Delman Young on who loves swinging at the first pitch. You swing at the first pitch thirty percent of the time, and you're at bats. But when you do, you absolutely crush it. You have like a four forty four batting average. I think the slugging was insane when I looked at it. Yeah, eight fifteen slugging. When you do put the first pitch in play, fifty percent of the time it's an extra base hit. You picking and choosing your spots versus the pitcher, or is that like a self confidence feel thing for you? Is it just like I don't care who's pitching, I feel so great, or you're like, oh, I think this guy's gonna throw a fastball first pitch. You know, there's times where um, 
I'll kind of flip flop on that, but I think I'll, I would say like 90% of the time I'm going up there ready to hit the first pitch. Um, and that's just kind of the hitter that I am. I, tr I like to be aggressive and I like to be ready to hit, you know, because I, I you know, it kills me, um, you know, when, when a, a fastball is right down the middle and I, I've kind of predetermined the take there. You know, I know Trev can kind of attest to that. That's the worst. So for me, I'm ready to hit from pitch one, man. And I, you know, there's, there's certain times where I may not be, but um, those are few and far between, I would say. And so I, I try to, I try to treat every pitch and every at bat, you know, that way to where, uh, you know, it's, it's a yes, yes, no mindset for me, as opposed to, uh, you know, being a little timid or, or trying to just see one. We have yeah, like Trev. Luffy? No, I was going to say, that is, that is the worst feeling. A predetermined take and you get a fastball right down the middle, one you know you could drive, that hurts. That hurts you in the soul <laughs> as a hitter. So, you know, that was something that um, you said you've, you've just always been that way. That is something that teams will tell you. If you're taking too many pitches, they'll come and say, hey, you're being too passive in these good counts. Like, you need to be more aggressive. I got that all the time. Um, but I'm happy – to hear you say that, but we got to stop asking these questions because pitchers are going to be listening to this and they're going to start yeah. flipping those curveballs up first pitch. All right, let's let him yeah. do what he's doing. All right. All right. Uh, our bad. Well, here's a question that other <laughs> opposing pitchers can listen. It comes from one of our patrons, people that support what we're doing here. And we, we give them an opportunity to uh, ask questions. So we have like a Patreon question of the interview and BVD is his name. And this is like a real good question that, you know, might give away something might not. Uh, the question is, do you have any strange inclination to give your children the first name toy? <laughs> no. Nah, Just the, a no. The hard-hitting questions. Yeah. I mean. I, I, I said when I saw this, it's a great question because you got Coco Crisp, you got Milton Bradley. Like, if your son is named Toy Story, he's a big leaguer. I mean, yeah. almost he can't do anything <laughs> yeah. to not be a big leaguer. Or uh, a singer or some someone famous. So I think if you don't oh give it, it might just run in. Anyone try to give you that nickname? Like you grew up in mm. the Toy Story age. Yeah, I mean, certainly not the first time I've heard the Toy Story joke. <laughs> um, never, never have anyone tried to like, you know, dub that my nickname. But um, just it's usually just some some fan in, in a random city, you know saying some something about toy story or woody or buzz so that's that's where it usually comes from instead you got the nickname joe yeah yeah that, that hey, what's is, up uh, with that <laughs> so the way i got this nickname was from mark reynolds um my my rookie year he was he was with us and uh <laughs> if you know mark he he's uh you know he loves to uh I guess, ride the rookies and, um, you know, nothing, nothing, you know, no foul play or anything like that, but he's just, you know, he'd have me carry his stuff all the time or, um, you know, good, just go do little chores for him. And, um, so he would, he didn't really know my name, I guess, in spring training <laughs> and he called me Joe and, uh, I would like, I wouldn't answer to it cause obviously it's not my name. And, <laughs> good uh, call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he like he kept he didn't know my name, so he's just calling me Joe. And then obviously after one time that happens, it sticks. And Joe or Mark's calling me Joe, and then they 
you know, everyone else was calling me Joe after that. And, um, but <laughs> once Mark left the team, um, I said, no one else can call me Joe. That's not it. <laughs> do you, ha- do you have a rookie that does that stuff for you now? Have you, do you treat rookies kind of how you were treated or have you been more lenient towards them? Definitely more lenient. Um, yeah, I think, I'm, uh, you know, I think you can kind of attest to that too. The game is kind of changing in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that is, uh, almost non-existent now to where, you know, the, the rookie, I guess you call it hazing. Um, they've cracked down on that pretty big time. And, uh, and I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, the, the rookies or the young guys, man, have, are playing a huge role on these teams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they're, a lot of them are superstars and, and they're playing every day. So, you know, um, Mark, you know, to his, to his credit that, you know, on my debut, I think, you know, the first month or so he, you know, he wasn't bothering me at all. <laughs> so I was, you know, I was kind of playing well. And, um, you know, some of the other rookies, I think were kind of upset that I wasn't being messed with, but <laughs> Mark was like, you know, just, you, if you hit homers and yeah, that, that stuff won't happen to you, <laughs> but it's, that's, that's kind of the, the way that, uh, that rookie stuff's going. You didn't get your cleats, uh, Nail guns to the floor? No, no, nothing like that. It's good. It's good. I think it was. I think it's a Canely story, right? Yeah, like, I think that's an old. Did not like it. It's an old one in Yankee. Well, Rocky's lore. A little I never bit. heard of that. Nailing their sh- shoes to the floor. That's a little extreme. I don't think it's public, but there's a guy who pitched for a long time that I guess that was his uh, his go to. I think he got Canely with it. He got Billy Crystal when Billy Crystal was a spring training uh, player for the Yankees. There's definitely a lot of there's definitely a lot of bad hazing stories. I'm I'm actually happy that that's kind of getting out of the game because, like you said, Trev, like a lot of times now the young guys are coming up and playing a prominent role on the teams, and you want them to feel comfortable. Sure, like you have to teach them how to act and behave. Sometimes you show them the ropes, but like the hazing, making them feel uncomfortable on purpose, I think is, I mean, it's detrimental to development. You know, it impedes their ability to feel like themselves and. And, you know, when you first come up, it's it's a different world. So you're just trying to navigate that, and you have some guy messing with you. It doesn't help at all. So I'm glad that's kind of kind of getting out of there. Yeah, yeah, me too. You just want them to be themselves, man. And they're worried about doing, you know, doing all these little things wrong or, or stepping on people's toes. It's hard to, you know, do all that and then go out there and play a big league game. I, uh, I got, I'm sure some, some of the rookies are probably like, well, well Trev, I know what you did to me, so <laughs> – I'm being a little hypocritical. I wasn't too bad, but you know, definitely some guys out there being like, "What's he talking about?" Damn, I got I got one more from our Patreon, uh, Jordan Boss. He said, "What goes into picking your walk up song?" Because I'm curious about that, and I'm sure you get that a lot. But also, Chuck Nasty kind of killed the game, man. I mean, when your love kicks in and the whole stadium goes, it's like, damn. You you killed it, man. Like, there's been a couple times I was at Rocky games, and I'm like, I'm not going to sing it. I'm not going to sing it. And then by the time it kicks in, tonight, you have to. So what's what's your walk-up game like? What goes into that? Yeah, man, I'm, uh, you know, I love hip-hop and, you know, Post Malone, Drake, you know, Kendrick Lamar, those type of guys. Um, that's just kind of what I grew up on. And so that's kind of what gets me going. Um, 
you know, I like to have upbeat, just something that the fans can kind of get into as well. Um, so, you know, I'll mix it up each year, kind of whatever I'm feeling that off season or, or whatever's new. And um, yeah, man, Chuck's Chuck's is legendary. I think, man, he, he nailed that thing right on the head and um, <laughs> just right, you know, the whole stadium is singing it. And obviously everyone wants that, you know, from the fans, but um, Chuck is just, you know, so legendary, especially in this town, you know, the, the, the fans are so good to him man, and, and they're good to everybody. But uh, Chuck is certainly the, the darling of, of, of Denver, I would say. And um, he's, he's killing it. Man. I like that. The darling of darling Denver. Denver. Chuck, Chuck nasty. nasty. That's good. Those two things like kind of juxtaposed, like Chuck <laughs> nasty, the darling of Denver, but I <laughs> <Yeah>. love it. <laughs> I had, I had one more I thought of for both Trevors because I just thought of this and we could have literally asked any big league player. When a teammate gets traded in like iPhone team group message day and age, mm. is there ever a real awkward like you got to remove him from the chat or like, you know, Arenado gets traded and all of a sudden he's just like removes himself from the Rockies infield group message? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. That definitely happened. Yep. Exactly. That's a yeah. fun dynamic. It's tough. It's weird, man. It's weird. It's real. Yeah. It's real. That's like, yeah, really sets in. All right, man. We took up a lot of your time. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, good luck the rest of the way. We'll do, do you ever do you have a pinstripe sh- suit? Do you ever like wearing pinstripes? <laughs> Where's like, the vertical? <laughs> I mean, yeah. He's already wearing them. That is true. So yeah. there. You, yeah, that's what I was saying. Let, him, let him leave. <laughs> Get out of here, Jake. Let him go. Enjoy your off day, man, and go yeah. catch a movie. Mortal Kombat. I watched pretty good. I saw it too. Yeah. It's not bad. You liked it? It's not bad. I mean, kind of, it was entertaining. I thought so. That's yeah. what I said too. Not yeah. going to win a, any uh, Academy Awards, but it was entertaining. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome, awesome, man. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. You guys. Do, 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 Baseball. All right. There you go. Trevor's story. He says he's going to put the blinders on. I get it. Don't tell me. I don't even want to be part of the discussions. Just tell. I guess he doesn't have a any no trade clause or anything. So if you have no say in the matter, I guess just like yeah, just tell me where you're sending me. I, I guess, but I I do think it's going to be quite impossible for him to blind that out. I think it's going to get pretty loud, pretty fast, and even if there's not real rumors out there, there's going to be a million fake rumors. Yeah. Man, go look at the put down the social media, yeah, all that good stuff. He can he he can do it. He can find a way. Go look at the baseball reference, man. It's it's no joke. And that uh, you know, finish this year strong. And boy, is he gonna, you know, he might be. He's gonna be financially sound. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't get jealous of a lot of people. I'm jealous. Not bad, Trevor man. Story. Golly. He's good. He plays shortstop his entire freaking life. That's how good he yeah. is. Magical, Coach, some would say. Coach has begged me to play quarterback, and, you know, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, like, starting quarterback for as a sophomore on the Texas high school team? Yeah. He's, nah. Felt different, man. Audible to QB hey, keeper got you- hurt? Man, tough. When you started going into, like, comparing him to Adrian Peterson – and when and we talked about this already, when GMs listen to this, are they just gonna be like salivating even more? Yeah. Yes. And you know what else they're gonna be salivating for? Magic Spoon cereal. Yes. Go to magicspoon.com slash baseball. We talk about Magic Spoon a lot. I love Magic Spoon. I had some while I was dying. Because Katie wow. left me and I was really sick. 
Oh, it like, saved your life. I was like, you know what I can eat right now? Magic Spoon cereal. Mm. And it was delicious. And I loved it. And I need to get myself some more because I want to try the new flavors. Uh, let's. They might be out. It was limited time only. Checking, 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 checking. Not out. Go to magicspoon.com slash baseball to grab a new limited edition of birthday cake or a custom bundle of cereal to try it today. And be sure to use our promo code baseball at checkout to save $5 off your order. The offer is now good anywhere in the U.S. or Canada, but only when you use our code at checkout. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Um, you know, if you forget, it's healthy cereal. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. It's delicious. I love cereal. I'm a cereal-oholic. And remember to get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash baseball and use the code baseball to save $5. Big thank you to Trevor Story for coming on the show in the middle of the season, the middle of an off day. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, a player you'd think would kind of be like, nah, I'm good for a little bit. I would have guessed him. It's going to be a lot of noise, but really cool to have him on. I, I don't know if he said it on air or before, but he did say, like, I love the show. I listened to yeah. it, which... Maybe he's just buttering us up, or maybe it's real. Maybe he's tuned in from time to time. During, like during the good I stuff. I think mainly it's, it's, mainly it's me, I think, he yeah. likes, but whatever. We don't have to talk about that right Trev, now. Trev, I mean, I know, you know, you're doing this whole, you know, I'm done, I wasn't great, but, you know, I, when the GMs come through watching this episode to get Trevor's vibe, they're going to see you there with the stick in your hand and the batting gloves Ooh. on. Like, I don't know. He got me pumped. I'm just saying, I'm being serious. Yeah. I didn't plan on having this on, or these batting gloves or the bat, whatever. And then he stepped into the Zoom meeting, and I just got, I got fired up. So whatever that means, he's got that personality. And you know you know the back of his baseball card. Like yeah. you said, if you don't, go check it out. The guy's a banger. And he got me, he got the juices flowing a little bit. That's all I'm saying. I think seeing you behind the microphone with the bat and the gloves is gonna motivate him to play harder and be like, "Whoa, I gotta, I gotta, I want to keep playing this game because it looks like Plus losing his mind." <laughs> <laughs> Can't end up there. It's not a, it's not a great look. But it is my look. This is bad. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm on. What was that? I don't know, but kind of fit. Yeah, it's a pop up. A little bit. All right, we're out. We'll see you guys on Friday for the recap episode. Bye. Get those hands through. Jake sucks. Just release it. Keep them tight, Jake. Tight and through. Independent elbow. you should be doing.